What is up, you guys? And today, welcome back to the Tea with Tina podcast. I have a very personal but fun podcast topic for you today. It is about my two greatest loves, besides my husband, of course, my thriving plant hobby, and the fact that I finally got a kitty of my own. So I will be giving you all of the details about that. Um, My kitty has a little story, backstory, the whole adoption process. Um, As far as the houseplants go, I will also give you some tips and things that I have learned through researching and um, hopefully it'll inspire you if you're interested in getting into plants or you just want to, you know, hear a little bit about my hobbies that aren't fitness related. So without further ado, let's get started. Alright guys, so getting right into the episode, two things we're going to be talking about today is houseplants and Z-Cat. <laughs> um, I'm thinking I should probably save the cat for last because he has a nice little backstory and I've just got him literally this past weekend. So when this episode airs, it'll be the week prior so I would have had him for a little over a week at that point when you're listening to this but going to the plant um okay so going back I remember in my old apartment in um wow manor manor PA back in western PA um I got some plants from like Lowe's one day I think I was visiting my dad's work we ate at a buffet we stopped at Lowe's and I was like okay I'm gonna pick up some plants so I picked up these plants. I didn't even look at the like what the requirements were. Like, is it low light? Does it need bright light? Like, what does it need? Um, I was just like, they look pretty. So I picked them up and I brought them home. We put them in front of the brightest window, which our apartment did not get any good light at all, even though we had big windows. And of course, they died like a week later. My other attempts with plants had to have been i had an herb i bought like one of those bagged herbs from the grocery store i think it was cilantro also died and i got a cactus a little cactus thought it was living um it was the kind where like the top was painted like a bright color but it was like a pink you know and i was like things are pink on them found out it was painted which is awful i don't even know why the stores do that because it's like gonna die um and i thought it was fine i kept watering the thing (laughs) and um i touched it and like the the little ball on top just fell off and i was like oh (laughs) okay so yeah those those were my experiences with plants so when i got to this house i was like okay well we moved everything in i want to stop at a greenhouse i want to pick up some legit plants because there's so many pretty ones out there i think it'd be a fun hobby i can research how to maintain them and take care of them and do it the right way now it can't sound overwhelming at first but let me tell you once you kind of get a feel for your house and um kind of learn the basic plants Um, because owning plants is almost like trendy right now, you can get a good idea of what you like and what you don't and what works best for your house. 
um, which I'll be getting into in a second. But I went to the greenhouse and I picked up, I think we picked up probably like maybe four or five plants. I was a little bit more observant this time. Like if I saw the name of the plant or I asked the name um, for one of the workers, I would research it. I'd look it up. I'd make sure that, you know, uh, for my apartment, we want lower light. And just in PA in general, you're going to struggle with low light, even on sunny days. Um, in the summertime, I'll put my plants out on the porch or something like that to get some extra sunlight. Not all of them, but certain ones. But in the winter and stuff, yeah, you're, you're probably better off with low light unless you're living in the south um, or in the desert, something like that. It's, it's really hard. Also, you can invest in a grow light, which I will get into in a second as well. But yeah, so I, I tend to get the low light, um, lower maintenance plants. I had a couple that were a bit higher maintenance. Um, for instance, I got a caladium. You guys may have saw that in my Instagram story because I did post it a couple times. Beautiful. It was it was like lime green leaves, very big heart-shaped leaves with like a pretty like hot pink in the center. I was like, this is cute. I want it. And well, they're a bulb plant. Um, they're, they do best outside and they kind of go dormant in the winter. And they shoot off all these nice little sprouts. You get new sprouts like every couple days. And then as you get new sprouts, the other ones die. Um, but it's very needy. It needs a very high moisture environment for its leaves to look pretty. Um, it always has to be watered. And mine just, it, it did well for a couple weeks. And then it just started producing smaller leaves. And it wasn't really going dormant. It just, it wasn't working. So unfortunately. Oh, excuse me. Unfortunately, I had to get rid of it. Um, so, you know, you're going to have some trial and error. You're probably, I hate to say it, but you're probably going to kill a couple plants. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with all of my plants now. Besides that one, there might have been one or two other plants that I was like, I got to get rid of them. But I'm pretty sure now that I'm counting, I have 20 total plants okay um i'm gonna kind of review them for you so the two absolutely lowest maintenance plants i have are my snake plants i have a big snake plant he's probably like i would say like three feet tall now um got him from home depot or lowe's i forget which one um but snake plants are super super low maintenance they're kind of considered a succulent but really, you can go without watering them for like a month or two. Um, they prefer a consistent watering schedule because like some weird stuff happens. If you water them all at once um, and it's like too much water that they're not used to, their thin leaves fill up with water. Um, so they can get little like cracks in their leaves. Like they split. It's not going to really do anything, but it just kind of takes away from the look of it. Um, it. It can just alter the way the leaves look. So they like consistent waterings. Uh, I honestly let it go for it seems like a month or more. I won't water it. I stick it in the corner. It doesn't care if it has light or not. Um, you can put it wherever. So I have one, a big one. Then I loved it so much that I got a littler one. I actually feel like I saved him. I love saving plants from like the grocery stores and the, the home improvement stores. I saved the littler one. He's probably about a foot now. 
Um, but he had a couple white leaves, and I'm not 100% sure if it was just mixed with a different variety of snake plant, because there's actually a moonlight variety, or it's like a whiter one, but I researched it, and they said that happens when they get too much sun, it actually bleaches their leaves. Um, so I pulled him out to repot him, because you should always repot all of your plants, and that one... His roots were soaking wet. You should never leave it soaked. You got to drain it. And this is another thing to look out for. In your plants, sometimes they have like um, like almost like a cage around the roots. A lot of like uh, commercial places will do that. Not usually greenhouses, but like, you know, Home Depot, Lowe's, stuff like that. It was in a cage. You don't want that because as the plant grows, it actually gets suffocated from that little plastic cage. So I had to cut this cage off from the roots and, you know, I, I aired the roots out, let them breathe a little bit, replanted it. He's doing great. He's sitting in our, <laughs> um, in our office. He grew a little bit. He's producing some babies. The whiter leaves are turning a bit more green now. They grow a lot slower, but he's doing good. And like I said, I water them like once a month so those are really great <clears throat> first time plants excuse me the second well this will be my third plant that i'm talking about but this one is also low maintenance um i recently just got him it's a chinese evergreen i picked him up from lowe's um i love i love the way his leaves look they're a pretty pattern again very 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 low maintenance he had some nice thick roots on him he was overwatered again, but honestly, stick him in the corner. He's very low light. I never put him in front of the window. He's like in the shade all the time. He's, he's been here for over a month. He's producing new leaves. I just water him when like the top inch feels dry for soil and you know, he's thriving. He's just, he's doing good. So he's low maintenance too. <laughs> um, I'm trying to go from low maintenance to high maintenance. The next ones I would say would probably be my air plants. So I have five total air plants. Everybody loves air plants because you literally don't have to put them in soil. You can just set them on your table and they will do fine. We actually built like my husband got little pipes, pipe ends. So they kind of hang out like almost look like you would stick a candlestick in it or something. And that's where I put my little air plants. So those were the three that I originally got. Again, rescued from Home Depot. They're thriving. They literally treat their air plants so bad. They were so tiny and they wrapped them up. And as soon as I like took care of them, they they sprouted open. And it's really fun. The air plants actually can grow babies. And um, when they're ready to pass, they produce more. And it looks really pretty. You gotta look it up. Certain ones, it'll sprout like a hot pink flower with bright purple and yellow, and you have to cut off a little baby to propagate it. Um, but it, it's really cool. So one of mine, a couple weeks ago, started to turn like a very light pink, like one of the strands. I'm sorry, I have like super loud, obnoxious trucks that always drive past my house. But anyway, um, <laughs> it started to turn just one, one little leaf. So I don't know if it's like getting there. I don't know how long the process takes, so we'll see. But um, I have three like kind of normal air plants. Then I got one that's like long and kind of leggy, but he's fuzzy um, just because I like the way he looks. He's cool. And then oh, my queen, look up queen of the air plants. It's like xenophilia or something like that. It begins with an X. 
she's beautiful. I picked her up at like a middle of nowhere greenhouse that in the middle of winter in New Jersey. So we were the only ones in here besides the owner and like his cat. But I found this thing. It was the only one there. I've been looking for it. Um, it's about six inches, so it's big. But she has really pretty curly, like wispy leaves. And I love it. I love it. But I rehabbed all of these because some of them were browning. Many people don't know that you actually have to soak your air plants. They get water. They, they get most of their nutrients from the air and everything. But every week, I soak my air plants in a bowl. Um, the, the queen air plant, I try not to get her root because she has a big kind of base. I try not to get that wet, so I, I dunk her like face down. The other ones I soak totally. Sometimes I'll put a spray of fertilizer in the bowl and I just soak them for like an hour or two. You can even do a little bit longer than that. It's not going to hurt it. Biggest thing when you take it out, you want to really shake off all the excess water to make sure it doesn't get into kind of the base because that could rot it away. And you just let them dry. I let them dry upside down on my dish rack. <laughs> and literally, they're so happy. They spread out more they look more vibrant my my queen had some brown spots on her and it literally the first time i soaked her she turned all green all over again had some crispy pieces on her went away turned green she's perfect now so definitely soak your air plants it changes the quality they're so cheap um again very easy to care for like that's all i do you don't need soil or anything just soak them in water once a week every sunday is my soaking day or saturday whichever one i feel um, so I have those. Um, next, I would say we could probably talk about the succulents next. I have one, two, three, three technical succulents. Um, one kind of looks like a succulent, but it's not. And I'm propagating one that was not doing well. Succulents are low maintenance, but they're not. People tend to overwater these because they don't need a lot of water. Because um, they could go wild, depending on what variant you have. And the biggest thing is, is they need a lot of light. So I got a plant shelf, like a five-tier kind of bookshelf that attaches to the wall. And the bottom shelf, we installed a little purple strip grow, grow light. And that's kind of like my rehab shelf and my succulent shelf. I have, I'm not kidding, I've stuck these guys in front of the window the whole time that there's light. So, what, 8 to 12 hours a day, they get sunlight. I've set them on the windowsill. They still will reach where they kind of stretch their branches, and that means they're not getting enough light, and it just, it's poor quality for the plant. Once I got this grow light, and I put them under there for like 6 to 8 hours a day, because that's consistent artificial sunlight, They've been thriving, okay? Um, one of my plants, it's I think it's called like a zebra. A zebra something. He's very spiky. He's dark green. Um, and he's awesome. But he's actually low light. So that's cool. But um, I have a bunny ear cactus. He actually grew quite a bit with the grow light. But he's like a traditional cactus. So I just like, keep him in the grow light. He's happy. I don't even think I've watered him yet. I might have watered him once. Um, so once a month, if that. Um, the little I have a little leafy one that almost looks like a four-leaf clover with some other leaves on it. That one's doing pretty well. He's pretty hardy. I just water him when his soil's like bone dry. 
And then the other one I had was like kind of like a traditional succulent, like the ones that you look at that will turn purple. These are the ones I'm not sure because there's so many different varieties. I had a hard time figuring out what species it was. Um, but he was reaching really bad. So I found out how to propagate, which I will talk a little bit about propagating. Um, I have a little propagation station too. You can get them off Amazon, but if you want to make more of your plant, um, you can just propagate it by cutting off a section of the leaf, um, most of the time and you soak it in water till it grows new babies. Now with succulents, depending on the succulent though, you actually have to just rip off the leaves, um, plant them, like put them on the top of soil and you just keep the soil moist and it should grow babies off the edge. Now, this is my first time doing this and it can take a while. I'm looking at them right now. I think I might see some babies on the end. I honestly cannot tell. Um, if it's a failed product, it's a failed project. I'm, I'll just get different plants because me and succulents don't do we don't do very well together. <laughs> Everything else I'm okay with. Um, unfortunately, I think I've killed most of the succulents that I've owned. And that's okay. That's okay. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. The other one I have, I'm so upset because I think my husband really stressed out this plant. It's um, a zebra. It's another zebra one. But it's it's interesting. It kind of looks like a cactus. He put it under the sun, the the artificial light too long, and the poor thing had like browning leaves. And I'm like, thanks, thanks, Derek. But I love this little guy. He actually produces flowers um, in the spring to fall time, and they're cool. They have like yellow and red stripes on the leaves, or yeah, the leaves, and it looks like zebra print. And then there's like a red circle that looks like a lifesaver in the center. So they're nicknamed a lifesaver plant. <laughs> Thing is, these plants, the way they get fertilized and spread their seeds is through flies. Um, so to attract flies, to pollinate their plant, what attracts flies? Garbage smell. <laughs> so it actually puts off a scent that smells like, like rotting baby diaper. Some people can smell it. Some people can't. I, it, it produced, I think one to two flowers last time. Cause it's, it's a very small plant. It's, you know, probably like two inches, three inches. It produced two flowers. Um, I didn't smell it. Derek says it smelled like baby diaper. He couldn't stand it. <laughs> and it only flowers for like a week or so. But we literally had so many flies in our house. I don't know how they got in. Because we were very good about not leaving our door open or anything. But it was crazy. But it's still a cool plant. So probably when it flowers, I'll just keep it outside. And it can do its own thing. So yeah, we have that. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are the succulents. Um, like I said, really... It's individual depending on what type of plant that you have. So I can't really give you specific instructions. You really have to look up depending on each individual one. It's crazy. They, they're kind of needy <laughs> unless you live in the desert. So yeah. Now the other, let's see. The other two plants I wanted to talk about. I have a golden pothos. Beautiful. Love it. But it's had some issues. She's in quarantine right now. And I have a wandering Jew. Sorry for the offensive name. Um, that's just what they nickname it. I know it sounds terrible, Wandering Jew. But that's that's like the name of it. So um, the Golden Pothos. 
this one's oh, easy again. Can do low light, um, bright light, whatever you want. I kind of stick it in the corner. If I want it to perk up, I'll put it in the light. Um, very viney, beautiful, kind of like luscious green leaves with like some golden like marble on it so super pretty and it wraps around whatever and it grows very very fast um i'm actually propagating it right now because i have sconces um on each side of a mirror above my couch and i had one plant there it wasn't doing very well because it wasn't getting enough light so i'm just going to propagate the pothos and put it in my little planters there because then it can vine down it looks super pretty um, to propagate, I just cut it um, when it grows new leaves. You have to cut it in the right spot and you soak it in water for like, I don't know, a month or so. <laughs> you gotta be patient. Um, so that's that. And I, I honestly water it maybe like once a week, twice a week, especially in the winter time. They're gonna need less watering and it'll perk up. But the only thing, I don't know, I think this was from Lowe's, it had mealybugs, which. Oh, it was a disgusting experience. They're these little white bugs. They look like fuzz. So they don't really crawl around because they're so small you don't notice it. But they infest the plant. They eat the plant. And they eventually kill the plant. So I noticed it about two weeks into having it. And I was like, oh no. So I researched. You basically have to get like rubbing alcohol, Dawn dish soap, and water. And pretty much spray down the whole plant. Wipe the leaves down, look in the stems, and this one is a very luscious plant. Like, there has to be over 50 leaves on this, 50 sprouts, definitely more than that. And I had to get in each little corner and crevice and get everything out. I had to do this probably three or four times. I keep an eye on it now. I sprayed it down twice. Um, it's been like three weeks. I see like little, little bugs here and there occasionally, so I'm just spot checking now. But yeah, so he's in quarantine because I can't put him next to any other plants because they can get mealybugs as well. So that's fun. <laughs> um, the Wandering Jew is also, she was like kind of like my first baby. She loves a lot of light. She has like purple under leaves and like silver and green striped leaves on top. And... It's very leggy and viney. Um, I had to propagate it a lot. So you have to cut off um, in between the leaves, like the stem part propagated. So it, like soak it in water so it gets some um, roots. And then I kind of planted them up top to make it a bit fuller. So you do have to trim it, you know, to your desired look. I have a couple longer stems on it because I like like that that viney look to it so you know she's a work in progress but she's very easy to take care of as long as she gets sunlight and I water her when her top is dry because she's prone to root rot she does all right so she's just vibing right now um getting into my two probably most problematic and these are going to be oh wait I have three I have three three most problematic plants that i i just got one it's called a calathea i heard she's very high maintenance so we'll see how that goes i have a bird's nest fern and um tahitian bridal veils so i'm going to talk about the tahitian bridal veils first these were um the first two plants that i got that were going to be the side sconce 
things by the mirror. And because I was like, okay, they they grow down. They have pretty white flowers. They kind of look like mini wandering Jews, to be honest, because they have purple under leaves and green on top. But for some reason, I've repotted it. I've checked to make sure it's not root bound. I have checked to make sure the roots aren't soaking. Its leaves just get crispy so easily. Um, it doesn't produce flowers, but I've stuck it under the grow light for probably two weeks now. It's just been staying under there, getting a ton of sunlight, and honestly, that has made it turn a lot more green, so I think it needs a ton of light, hence why I'm keeping it over here and not where the sconces are, because where the sconces are at, it does not get that much sunlight. But I trim off the brown parts a lot just to encourage new growth. Um, so I, I always try to trim it up a bit. And that's kind of what I do for that one. It does need watered when the topsoil gets dry. So I water it, you know, every couple um, couple of days, usually three or four days, it needs some water. I fertilize it every couple weeks. And yeah, she's just kind of vibing. I'm hoping that I can get it to flower with the more sunlight. So it does need a lot of sunlight. The bird's nest fern, it's relatively low maintenance, but it likes a lot of moisture, which we have a very dry apartment. So I actually got a little hand mister and I would probably recommend if you can get like a mini humidifier that you can set like underneath your plants so they get humidity. Um, that prevents like any crispy leaves. That's the only issue I have with the bird's nest fern is that its leaves get crispy because it's a baby and needs like missed it all the time. Same thing with this calathea. I actually rescued it from Giant the grocery store <laughs> and I just posted on my Instagram about it. It was $5 in a little pot and I just love rescuing these plants. I cut off all the brown parts. It was overwatered. I wiped off its leaves and pretty much it, it likes consistent watering, so it likes a consistent dampness. Um, its leaves also get crispy if they are not moist, so I try to mist it twice a day. So we're going to see. It says it can get three feet to three feet <laughs> in growth. That would be pretty cool, but we will see. And I think that wraps up all my plants. <laughs> It's my it's my pride and joy, my collection. There's a couple plants that I would love to get. Um, like there's some black leaf versions. They're like raven. They call them like raven plants and stuff. I am under like plant goths in Reddit, the subreddit. Um, I would love to get myself a black plant. So I'm, um, you know, she everything's a work in progress. I'm definitely gonna get more, but it's just a fun hobby to take care of them and to to research them and all that. And of course, um, a couple of my plants, because we're going to be getting into my kitty now, a couple of my plants are um, toxic to cats, and I'm aware of which ones, so I try to keep them out of his reach, but he's actually pretty good about not getting into them. Um, he's curious, and he'll sniff around sometimes, but we make sure that he's not, you know, eating them. Um, and none of them will really necessarily kill him, if anything, like... If he eats it, he'll just get sick and throw up. But again, we it's not like we want that to happen. So, yeah. So, okay, getting on to my kitty. Um, I haven't really posted on social media about him yet. He, <laughs> uh, mainly because I've been busy and I spend all my time with him. And I'm just, I'm not really like a picture person. I have to go out of my way to take pictures. 
Um, but I'm with him right now. He's laying on the floor, and my kitty is Binks. We named him Binks, like the cat from Hocus Pocus. He's an all-black cat, which is exactly what we were searching for. We wanted a younger one, but not too young. He's about eight to nine months, but he looks like a fully developed cat. And he's very cuddly, very good. Like, we'll go in his litter box. Um, he loves to play, very energetic, but he doesn't scratch you. He'll come up and cuddle you, loves purring. He'll need, need the, the, the blanket. He's actually trying to jump up next to me right now because he's curious. Um, he also likes wiggly things cause, like my fingers and toes and string. He just, he loves it. So, and you also can't tell him to come up. You have to kind of like ignore him <laughs> and he'll come up to cuddle with you which is very strange you know typical cat fashion he also has an avocado toy and a banana toy they're adorable laser pointers we actually have an automatic laser pointer for him it goes off every three hours for when we're not home because he can chase it and he loves it it goes on for like 15 minutes um he has an automatic pet feeder He has um, a a water fountain for like a water bowl because cats love flowing water. So there's that. And I think it's so funny. He literally like when he wants to lay down, he just plops down wherever he's at. Like he'll slam down onto the floor. (laughs) I'm like, dude, you're going to have joint problems when you're older, but it's okay. So we take him to the vet here soon. We're going to give him a checkup, get him his shots and everything because the backstory of him. um, So we were trying to adopt and we wanted to go to some shelters. So with COVID, it's made things that much harder. You have to do everything by appointment only. And, you know, which means waiting like a week or two to even get your appointment. And a lot of the times you have to fill out applications. And some of these applications like ask for an arm and a leg. It's harder than applying for a job. It's harder than my husband said than applying for a gun, which it's true and which is sad. Um, they make you, which I understand some of the reasoning behind it because there are animal abusers out there. There are um, people that like, I don't know, sell them to the black market and things like that. But they want to do home inspections, okay? During COVID, why I don't want someone in my house. And regardless, I don't want this random shelter woman to come to my house to look, you know, at what I'm doing. And some people get turned away for the most ridiculous things. Like, um, I was reading stories where, you know, if you want a dog and you might own, like, 20 acres of land and just want your dog to kind of free roam, if you don't have a fenced-in yard, they won't refuse you the dog. And it's like, really? <laughs> So, I mean, you should be able to, you know, do what you want. Because, like, some dogs are good. You can train a dog to, like, free roam. I see people where they have dogs without a leash. And they just, the owner calls them and they know to follow them. Like, look at sheep dogs and stuff like that. You know? So, it's just, it, it was very frustrating with that. Um, they They want references to check to see, like, are you legit? Like... So we had to put like five references down and whatever. And I filled out one application and I thought we did it very well. The only thing we said is we did not want a home visit. Um, Again, because of COVID. And 
we have not heard back from them. They said, we'll contact you in 48 to 72 hours. Heard nothing back. It's been over a week later. So there's that. So we're like, okay, well, let's go to like PetSmart, Petcokes. They have animals there. We, if they did have animals, they didn't have all black. And we, we were set on this all black cat because we just think they look adorable. And even though I would take anything, even if it had one eye, but... So we kept looking and we're like, okay, well, maybe we should go through someone, you know? So I went to Facebook and I created a post in some local um, Facebook groups saying I'm looking for a black cat, ideally between six months to two years old, um, you know, message me. And I got a lot of messages. And then I got this one from a woman named Brenda and she... Um, was like, I have a cat, you know, call me. And I, she sent me a picture. He looked super cute. And so I gave her a call and she told me about the story of this poor cat. So apparently they found this cat at maybe eight to 10 weeks old. It was abandoned in like a house that one of her family members was selling. I don't know if maybe the mom dropped off kittens there they got in or someone dropped off kittens there that they couldn't take care of i don't know but they found these kittens so she took them in because she has a ton of animals herself like birds dogs all that stuff she loves animals and so she took the kitty in and the other cat there was a white and gray cat and um she found out she's allergic to cats unfortunately so she she could not really keep them in her house she had a sunroom and um she kept them in a barn she gave them like a heated blanket and stuff like that well they're out in the country a little bit more and comes to find out that that morning actually a coyote came in and actually ate the white and gray cat which is so terrible i don't know if she found it or if it was just gone but she had it gated in and somehow the coyote kind of like broke through the lock um in this gate and yeah got them i don't know how binks aka thor thor was what she named him um i don't know how binks survived it but he was a a good little kitty she said the white and gray one was definitely more of a hunter and he was more you know what's the word i'm looking for but he was more of a hunter okay he liked to roam and and he had that hunter instinct Uh, binks is more of a cuddly home cat she says he always loved his humans he liked staying close to home he wasn't like that which I find interesting because, you know, he was left abandoned at such a young age. To have that already ingrained in him is pretty funny. So, you know, we, we set up a time to meet him and everything. And, you know, she didn't want to give him up. But it, it was best for his living conditions because she couldn't give him as much attention as she wanted to with the allergies and things like that. So it, and, and the birds in her house, he would just be chasing them. And, you know, it just wasn't right. So... You know, I agreed to come meet him, and he was super cuddly, super cute. We, you know, we ended up taking him home, and he's such a nice cat. Um, we might, since he's so chill, you know, and he's still young, we actually are kind of training him to give him baths. Where um, when we took him home in our little duffel bag, like a pet duffel bag. Um, he did meow. He was more so curious, just kind of looking at everything. So we might even like 
get him a harness or one of those cat backpacks and take him on some hikes with us. We do eventually want to get like an all black German Shepherd, maybe a black lab, maybe another cat. Um, We kind of love that all black theme, Uh, especially since they don't get adopted as much for like they say bad luck and they don't photograph as well. So, you know, it's whatever. We love them. Um, but yeah, we might do that. Um, might try to make him kind of like a fun hiking cat. We'll see, you know, he, he's pretty chill. He likes to hang out. He's very relaxed. He's cute. Um, he gets his big black eyes, you know, loves to play, but yeah, overall he's a good cat. So that's, that's a little bit about Binks. We also got him a Halloween collar. We bought a little Halloween collar pack. Um, there's ones with like pumpkins, skulls, witch hats, all that stuff. So he has one of those. <laughs> and he's very, very soft, very, very so- shiny and silky. But yeah, he's laying on the, the ottoman right next to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a little bit about my kitty. I'm very excited. Um, it's almost like having a mini child of our own. We, we get to take care of him and, and have fun with him. He's a nice addition to the Wyland household. So, uh, yeah, that is a little bit about my plants and my cat. Unfortunately, I don't have much to say about my cat because we just got him. But, you know, I'm sure I will have more stories and you will see more pictures of him the more that he is here. And, yeah, I hope you learned some some little tips. And maybe you'll research some of the plants that I talked about today. And maybe you want to get into some plants, you know, don't uh, hesitate to reach out and ask me about some plants. Uh, I've had people reach out to me before and I, you know, I I gladly gave some tips. So that's no issue. Um, Same thing with kitties, you know, (laughs) if you want to talk about your kitties, feel free. Uh, I'm always all about the pet pictures. So, all right, guys, have a great rest of your week. Um, I will see you next week. I might be doing a podcast topic about abs because that was what I was going to talk about today, but I really wanted to just have some fun with this one. So we'll get back to some fitness stuff with like abs, how to train them, what's the best way to train them, frequency, diet, things like that. Bloating, that, that's kind of what I all want to get into with that one. But all right, guys, so I will see you next time and thanks for being here. See ya.